The views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the host and do not represent the views of Cryovata Records, Felony in Progress, or Six Degrees of a Belly Dancer. This program also contains strong language and is not intended for listeners under the age of 18. So if you feel you've been offended by this program, please feel free to take your head and shove it up your own ass. Thank you and enjoy the show. K-Billy Super Sounds of the 70s Weekend just keeps on coming with this little ditty that reached up to 21 in May of 1970. The George Baker Selection, Little Green Bag. bitches that's right it's that time again for another episode of open air sonar where we feed you a bunch of crappy fanboy or girl information that nobody in the right fucking mind is really going to give a fuck about so i'm coming to you from felony in progress studios in sacramento california people that's right we have upgraded and over the break those ass sucking suits who pay our bills around here got us new gear and even a brand new vocal processor so yes people we are in it now Anyway, today we are going to talk about those pesky mixtapes known as film soundtracks. Yes, kitties, those fucking records are either great or they're shit. But I'm going to go ahead and throw a few of my favorites at you, and uh, we'll see what comes out the other end. But uh, first, let's do an email from Gwen in Market Hill, Northern Ireland, all the way across the fucking pond. They're listening to me over there. What the hell is the matter with you guys? Don't you have anything better to do? No, seriously. I love the listeners, guys. I just like to fuck with you. So anyway, uh, Gwen says, I have really been into trap and trance for a long time, but I've started moving to a more hardcore industrial. I can't get enough of it. Uh, I was wondering if there you could suggest some more obscure bands that I could check out. Thanks for taking the time. Cheers, Gwen. Uh, You know, when I got this email, I actually looked at the village where you're from and found that a once a year the world's largest lambic drumming competition takes place there so that's that's very cool Gwen so but anyway um, you know there are a lot of really great great industrial bands out there and a lot of them a lot of people haven't even heard of but they're really great so I would go ahead and start off with some like chem lab uh, some velvet acid Christ some clock diva you know alien sex fiend and if you want to go darker by all means check out like electric hellfire club they're kind of a little on the Satanist side, but they're still pretty good. And by all means, you know, uh, if you want to get into, like, the super bands, you can go with, like, Cyber Active or Pig Face or Legendary Pink Dots and even the Tear Garden. But uh, there's some good ones to check out for you, okay? Thanks, Gwen. And um, if you want to send me an email, please feel free, people, to send to C-R-Y-O-V-A-T-O at gmail.com, and a reply is fucking guaranteed, Okay. Now, enough with the words. Let's get on to the show and the music. This one takes us to the year 1969 when Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper took us to New Orleans. This is Steppenwolf with the pusher from the 1969's Easy Rider. Stick around, kiddies. It only gets better from here. This is Open Air Sonar. Spirit could kill. 
You know I've seen a lot of people walking around with tombstones in their eyes. But the poets don't care. Oh, if you live or if you die. was Steppenwolf with the pusher from the 1969 film Easy Rider. You know, the tracks that make up that record were carefully selected to 
you know, form a sort of commentary within the film. The songs are actually sequenced in the same order as they appear in the film, and The Pusher was written by Hoyt Axton. Um, you know, the song itself was used in the opening scenes of the movie showing people engaging in drug trafficking, and uh, the film was an instant cult classic. I personally loved this fucking movie. It had everything, you know, the open road, blatant drug use, you know, free love, fucking motorcycles, man, you know, the quintessential movie of freedom. And unfortunately, our protagonist, Dennis Hopper, passed away on the morning of May 29, 2010 in Venice Beach, California from prostate cancer at the age of 74. And Peter Fonda, who passed away from lung cancer at his home in Los Angeles on August 16, 2019 at the age of 79. Thank you, gentlemen, for the film that showed us what true freedom can really fucking be. Goddamn, I envied them guys. But anyway... The late 60s and early 70s were a wondrous time, you know, easy living, free love, uh, you know, peace, you know. But by 1975, things really started to change. High unemployment, you know, we had crumbling infrastructure, a demoralized military, pollution, garbage, strikes. I mean, you guessed it, Get, you know, gas shortage. It, it was fucking there. But in 1977, we were also introduced Tony Monero, played by John Travolta. Yes, folks, fucking disco hit the scene. So, without further ado, this is How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees from Saturday Night Fever. This is Open Air Sonar. Stick around with us, okay? i 
was How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees from the 1977 film Saturday Night Fever. And, you know, I must admit that this album is probably one of my guilty pleasures. You know, I have a perfect copy of it, you know, but uh, it is one of the ones that I like, but I really don't tell anybody about. But I was really into the more of the Bee Gees stuff when they were doing folk, you know. But, um, but this song actually played in the last scene of the film when Tony, played by Travolta, goes to see Stephanie, played by Karen Lynn Gorney, who is the object of his affection. Well, more like infatuation, if you will. But um, And it actually, you know, it it brings, you know, the film to a pretty graceful end, you know, because they don't play it until the end of the movie. And he goes to see her, and, you know, it actually ends it really well. But uh, actually, it was one of the biggest selling movie soundtracks of all time, selling over 40 million copies worldwide. Uh, the album was actually certified platinum 16 times and remade on the charts for a whopping 24 straight weeks. Can you fucking believe that? But like anything else on this fucking mud ball we call Earth, everything must come to an end. And on Thursday, July 12, 1979, at Comsky Park in Chicago, a promotion was given to baseball fans between the White Sox and the Tigers. Um, you actually got admitted to the stadium uh, with one disco record and 98 cents. <coughs> Excuse me, but... And so when shock jock and anti-disco campaigner Steve Dahl blew up a crate of records, which in turn started a fucking riot, uh, 50,000 people showed up, you know, uh, including tens of thousands of Dahl's adherents, you know, and after the explosion, uh, you know, thousands stormed the field and remained until police and riot gear showed up, which eventually nailed the coffin shut on disco people. Yeah, that brought an end to it, but... And some scholars and disco artists have debated whether the event was an expression of racism or homophobia. I don't know. You be the judge. But whatever it is, thanks, BGs. Thanks, Saturday Night Fever. You gave us a great film. But on to our next dumpster fire. And yes, people, this is a big one. Uh, I Give You Nowhere to Run, performed by Arnold McCuller from the 1979 film The Warriors. Hang out, Vatos. It's a doozy. This is Open Air Sonar. All right, now. For all you bumpers out there in the big city, all you street people with an ear for the action, I've been asked to relay a request from the Gramercy Ritz. It's a special for the Warriors. That's that real live bunch from Coney. And I do mean the Warriors. Here's a hit with them in mind.
Be looking good, warriors. All the way back to Coney. You hear me, babies? That was Nowhere to Run, performed Real by good. Arnold McCuller from the 1979 cult Adios. classic, The Warriors. So the soundtrack for this film is generic at best, but it definitely fits the narrative of the movie so well, you know, um, especially the DJ who seems to have a special connection to the 70s New York street gangs. And, you know, this film, you know, gave us, you know, a vision into a society that probably not a few people alive today witnessed, you know, the street gangs of the 70s. But I love everything about this fucking movie, and I am a loyal, loyal Warriors fan, complete with a collection of my own, but... I won't bore you with that bullshit, you know, it's, it is what it is, but I loved the movie, and God, it was just good all the way around, so thank you, Warriors, and um, take care of yourselves, so anyway, on to our next, people, the 80s brought us the tender coming-of-age story, you know, your breakfast clubs, you're pretty in pink, you know, but this one out there is for you horny little shit turds out there who are coming into puberty, yes, folks, I give you moving in stereo from the most famous scene in the 1982 film fast times at ridgemont high hang out kitties no place to go up no place to go but up and uh, no pun intended this is open air sonar
1982 film Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Man, was that scene with Phoebe Cates coming out of the pool, you know, just the only reason we watched that fucking movie? But seriously, the soundtrack did have some heavy hitters, you know, the Go-Go's, Jimmy Buffett, Jackson Brown, you know, the soundtrack was fucking awesome. But uh, anyway, um, I could have done without the Judd Reinhold jerking off in the can scene, but, you know, it was the 80s. What are you going to do? But anyway, we are going to have to take a short break. I might have to go rub one out. Uh, just joking, kitties. Or am I? The world will never know. Thanks for hanging out with us on Open Air Sonar today, people. And we will return. Megastars and the rising stars of metal. I'm going to be a rock star. So I want to be a rock star. I'm going to be a rock star. Good luck to Mr. Trinity. You wish I was. To be a rock and roll star is the greatest thing in the world. Then you've got things like divorces, management ripoffs, fatigue, drugs. Rock and roll. Why do they do it? I'm in it for the money. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. A headbanger is someone that drives by in that car and goes, Melody. How do they make a living? Um, I'm a professional musician. I don't work. I can't stand work. We don't work. This is, we play music. We are not role models for your life. And why do they get all the girls? Because they have good music and yeah, really, they're good looking. And what about the groupies? I like to call them the fleas and ticks of rock and roll. But what do they really want to be? I would say happy. I'm a happy camper. The Decline of Western Civilization, Part 2, The Metal Years. Better than sex, better than anything in the world you could ever do. self-made score from the 1981 cult classic Escape from New York. You know, Carpenter sought uh, the help of sound designer Alan Horowath, who had worked on Star Trek The Motion Picture, and Horowath used an ARP and a Prophet 5 synthesizer and an LM-1 drum machine, so MIDI hadn't even become the standard yet, well, because it was yet to be invented. Uh, so Horowath manually synchronized the equipment to picture while listening to a copy of the film's dialogue. Uh, with inspirational directions coming from Carpenter, which he shared with a whole word, including albums by Tangerine Dream and the Police. But a uh, little fun fact about Escape from New York. But anyway, okay, kiddies, welcome back. And again, thank you for joining me for great soundtracks and scores. I trust the break was as good for you as it was for me. Uh, just kidding, I'm pulling your chain, no pun intended. Anyway, let's hop on to our next pick, people. This comes to us from 1984 and one of my all-time fucking favorite movies of all time. This is the title track Repo Man from 1984 by Iggy Pop. You are listening to Open Air Sonar, people. Please don't go away. Stick around.
desert whispered to me. He said, isn't this a shame? Things will never be the same. Repo Man, performed by Iggy Pop for the 1984 film of the same name. Iggy actually volunteered to write the title track after his manager viewed a screening of the film, and this soundtrack is fucking stacked, man. I mean, we got Black Flag, The Plug, Suicidal Tendencies, Circle Jerks, you know, uh, just a fucking plethora of punk royalty, and a kick-ass movie in its own right. Um, With Emilio Estevez playing our protagonist, he shows us a little bit of the gritty L.A. punk scene mixed with a little sci-fi so get that one folks because it's it's fucking great i love everything about this movie but okay now we're on to our next pick so this movie wasn't the best but it you know it's definitely watchable i found it eh. well and and i'll tell you why after after we hear the song but this is everybody knows performed by concrete blonde for the 1998 90 film pump up the volume stay put people this is open air sonar Everybody knows, everybody knows 
So Leonard Cohen released this gem in 88, and it's known for its somber tone, with various critics describing it as bitterly pessimistic, yet funny, or more strangely, a bleak prophecy about the end of the world as we know it. Uh, The lyrics include references to AIDS and social problems and religious issues. Um, So the movie, Pump Up the Volume, it had a great idea, but truthfully, the fucking execution was horrible. You know, he didn't need all that big equipment. Um, you know, I have built a pirate radio station, and it's really not that complicated. But I guess they needed uh, to make it seem more, you know, for dramatic effect or whatever, to make him seem like this fucking smart-ass kid. But in reality, dude, all you really need is a small transmitter, a high enough antenna, and a little bit of amperage behind it, and you could fucking broadcast all you want. But at least we got to see Samantha Matt. Math is topless, right? I mean, for you horny little audiophile turds out there. But, you know, that, that actually made the movie a lot better, I guess. But anyway, that's just the perv in me. But on to our next pick, people. This takes us to the Pacific Northwest when the film Singles introduced us to the world of Seattle grunge. This is Allison Chains with It Ain't Like That. Almost there, kitties. This is Open Air Sonar. <laughs>
1992 film Singles. The song was released uh, on 1990 on the 1990 release Dirt, and I absolutely lived off this fucking album for like three years, man. I mean, but in the film, when the song plays, we see Kira Cedric and Campbell, uh, Campbell Scott meeting at this show, but this soundtrack is just killer. I mean, it's got everything. You know, we've got soundtrack, Mother Love Bone, Smashing Pumpkins, and a great movie anyway. I mean, I loved Matt Dillon in this film. I mean, he was fucking hilarious, dude. He was funny as fuck. And, yeah, I, I, I loved him. But anyway, unfortunately, Lane Staley left us on April 5th, 2002 from speedballing her- heroin and coke. And anyway, they found him in his apartment. He had been dead for two weeks. So hope you're doing okay now, Lane. But anyway, um, what else do we got for you? Oh, we got one more song. Okay, so this is one of my favorite, favorite, favorites of all time. Um, so I'm going to give this to you, from me to you. This is Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd from the 1981 film The Wall. You don't want to go anywhere, people. You know, don't leave me hanging. It's almost over. Let's end this with some fucking class, okay? You got me? This is Open Air Summer.
soundtracks one of the greatest films for that matter comfortably comfortably numb from the 1981 film the wall sorry guys my edible is starting to kick in as you know i like to eat those when i'm doing this show so anyway this film had everything hate love loss war peace indulgence fear and you know it used to piss me off when i used to hear you know these people say oh you need to watch this movie a couple of times to understand it No, no, you fucking don't, okay? It's plain as day, people. So when this is played in the film, we find our protagonist, Pink, played by Bob Geldof of the Boomtown Rats, has put himself into a drug-induced coma, people. Yeah, he was fucked up, dude. But he had been through, you know, well, excuse me. Even though, you know, he had to play a show, he is given first aid and dressed and shipped out, you know, to get back on stage to make music for all those people who paid for the show. And in the ending of the song, we see a rebirth, well, where rebirth, where he no longer sees himself as a performer, but as a fascist dictator. Um, I do have a huge collection of wall memorabilia. I'm kind of like a nut when it comes to that, but uh, I, but as well, I won't bother you with my bullshit, but. I did go see the Roger Waters, you know, and he he called this one of the most favorite songs that he has ever written. Um, I even, you know, and I I went and seen his live shows, and when I say shows, I went to multiple shows in multiple towns and seen it a couple of times. I'm just a fanatic like that. But um, anyway, um, we're going to have to do an open air sonar about the wall. I, I would love to do that, but I, you don't guys don't want to hear me ramble on and on and on and on. You just want to hear the music. That's why you listen to the fucking show in the first place, right? But I think this is going to do it for us today, people. And remember, folks, soundtracks are nothing more 
than, you know, records, you know, trying, you know, record companies trying to separate you from your money, you know. So chances are you already have most of this stuff in your, in your collection in varying spots anyway. So I'm going to go ahead and leave you now with the final track from the film Eddie and the Cruisers titled A Season in Hell. And it has been, hasn't it? Anyway, let's make 2022 great, people. And thank you for joining me for Open Air Sonar. Take care, and I love you. Okay? Bye, all.